Hi, and welcome to Unleashing Potential, a podcast about unleashing all our potential in leadership and marketing. I'm your host, Adam Walker, and this podcast is supported by Blueprint Digital. Now, let's get started with the show. So I'm Kara Brown. I'm the CEO of Lead Coverage, and we are a B2B lead gen job that specializes in supply chain, heavy industrial, and tech. And you are you you are uh, the indomitable. I think is that Kara Brown, right? Is that is that a good like that seems like a good word, right? Like you're like you're. Is that the word? No, I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure what that word means. But like, but I'm I'll saying it because I feel like I feel like you're this like force of nature, which is why I had to interview you for this podcast because like. You're like, it's so fun to talk to you and you've grown your business so quickly and, and like, and everybody in town, like you're just doing a great job. So, uh, so I'm really excited to be on the show with you. It's going to be Thank fun. you. Thanks for saying that. I have, I am like brand new to town essentially. I mean, it's been three years. Yeah. Well, I think in three years you've made more connections than a lot of people that I know that have been here for 30. So <laughs> I mean, um, maybe, but it's really funny because I, so we were talking about this last night. So we have a thing I call fangirling. Okay. Where I fangirl people like really hard. So when I got to Atlanta, people started telling me people I should meet. And then I started fangirl them, which it's sort of like stalking, but you don't actually talk to the person (laughs) and you don't actually reach out. You you just put yourself in their path, right? Okay. So great example of this is Jambia Boss. She is a dear friend of both of ours. She's in EO with us in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And someone told me you need to be in her orbit, like get, get in front of Jambia boss. And I was like, first of all, great last name. Yes. So I just started putting myself next to her in places where she was and like going to things where I knew she was going to be. And she yeah. had no idea who I was. She's not interested in this like new chick in town. Right. And so long story short, I ended up sitting next to our, our mutual friend Anel Barnett. Yep. I bought a ticket to an event put on by Dominic Love, another woman that I was fangirling at the time. And I put myself next to Genevieve at this lunch. And she's like, you, you, your face, you are everywhere. And I was like, yes, it worked. <laughs> and so now we're like really good friends. Like she's in my speed dial. I consider her a mentor. She's amazing. And That's so I've been doing this sort of around town where there's someone I know I should meet that should know who I am, but like, uh, they don't know who I am yet. And so yeah. I just like start putting myself in their orbit, which is super fun. Really hard with COVID, but still working. Yeah. Out. So I feel, I feel like I should say, um, anytime you say something is almost like stalking, I'm pretty sure it actually is stalking. I'm just saying like, <laughs> wait, like, I don't, I don't feel like you can make that statement. Right. Like I, I didn't like, didn't like go to their house. Or yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm just, like, hey, I know that this person's going to be at this event. I'm going to make sure I go to this event and like. So it's not stalking, but you awkwardly know where they're going to be and when they're going to be there. So I'm not... <laughs> I guess that is true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, there are just there are some events that like everybody goes to, like the yeah. tech ball or yeah. the EO event or yeah. the ATA yeah. event. Like, there's just some places where people are going to be. That's right. That's right. And so uh, another one is Bernie Dixon. She's the founder of Launchpad 2X huge fan i also wanted to just sort of get in her orbit and so i just started showing up places yeah and she's like you're everywhere yes so uh 
Yeah, and I, I do it for men too, but it's, it's going to be your nickname. Less. You're everywhere. That's the, yeah, that's exactly. the nickname. So this is Kara, you're everywhere, sure. Brown. Well, listen, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some marketing. So yeah. uh, we're in the, we're in a weird time, right? Uh, so tell me, like, what is still working really well from your perspective? Oh my gosh, can I start with what's not working well? Let, yeah, let's start there. What's not? What do you what do you uh, never want to do again? What's what's terrible? <laughs> Number one, what's not working is trade shows. Let's just yeah. go there. Fair right? point. That's what it is? How do you replace? the trade show interaction without a crappy virtual conference that no one really wants to go to. Um, and the biggest thing we're seeing across the board is pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. We are seeing connections, phone connections up 30% 2020 to 2019 to 2020. And we are seeing, this is actually a stat from Clary, so I can't take credit for it, that CFOs, are getting on the phone 90% more in 2020 than they have in 2018 Wow. So when you pick up the phone and you start the relationship with someone, you are 30% more likely to actually start a real phone call. And you are 90% more likely to get the decision maker, right? Which is always the CFO these days because of CapEx and budget changes on the phone. Mm. So I just, I mean, you can automate until you're blue in the face. We do it all the time, right? But what's really been important for us is getting on the phone. So in March, we actually started a whole new business in the middle of COVID. Why not, right? And, That's your style. Uh, That's why I like hey, you, like, Kara. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. So I was like, sure. Um, and we have put 26 laid off sales reps back to work. So we've always delivered the leads, right? So we do lead gen. You and I were talking before we started about we don't do pretty pictures. If we don't do colors, that's someone else's job. We'll take the colors and put them to work. But essentially, we've always handed over the leads. So we said, hey, Mr. Customer, here are the 10 people that you should talk to. Here are the 25 folks that filled out your form or whatever campaign we're doing. And we've never really made the first phone call. But we know because InsideSales.com and Harvard tell us from a study in 2017, that if you can talk to a human within the first five minutes of them showing you a buying signal, you have a 900% better chance of closing that deal than if you wait 10 minutes. And so we put these reps who got laid off by these really cool companies, right? Salesloft, Samsara, Full Story, they sort of laid off swaths of salespeople yeah. that were trained. So we picked them up and we have them make the first phone call as soon as someone shows a buying signal. And we're seeing our velocity to close shrink even during COVID. So the answer to your question from my perspective is pick up the phone. Mm, I love that. And when, and when, so do you mean video calls or like legit cell phone number, AirPods in like, or does it matter? I'll take whatever, I'll take whatever will get us there faster. I okay. think we like the phone call, like the physical mm -hmm. phone call, like to either the office number that's routed to the cell phone or yep. the cell phone number, or even to the gatekeeper. A lot of times we're going to gatekeepers and then you can get a meeting through the gatekeeper. Right. But the phone, I think it's an underutilized resource <laughs> in this day and age. And you're so and old school, Kara. It's old phone school. Call. Like, let me tell you, there is no place I'd rather be on this planet than in a call center having just dropped like a lead email and listening to the one call close bell. Greatest, greatest place in the world, but I, I just love to be there. But so you're going to tell me you uh, mailing letters is next, right? Is that the next thing for you? You're I going mean, like... 
I am all about the gifting strategy. Oh yeah. Have you read Giftology? I have. I've actually seen him speak. Oh yeah. Use a very sweet. We don't use exactly his method, but yesterday, just yesterday, we closed we closed a deal yesterday, and we usually bring like goodies to our kickoff meetings. Yeah. But the kickoff meetings are all remote now, so I sent them all a link to Snack Nation. Have you seen this? No. It's cool. So I it was like I don't know two hundred bucks. And they, each of the people that are joining the call get $65 worth of snack credit. And then they put in their address and Snack Nation sends them a box of snacks that they want. Oh man, I love that. That's a great business too, right there. Oh my gosh. So like, it's a great business and it's a cool thing. And I did it for my team during COVID. This is like a sort of a pick me up. Like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Here's Snack Nation. Right. But if you can't get in front of people for these kickoffs, send them a, like, $45 yeah. $45 per person. Come on. Like, yeah, you can afford that. They're going to do it. Yeah. So, for, a, for a big deal. Absolutely. All day long. Yeah. Or just like, you know, if you're going to do prospecting this ABM style stuff that we do all the time for our clients, because we're B2B only super effective, put a snack nation, you know, link in there, give, give something away. I think the gifting strategy is so hard because you can't send something to the office right now. Right. And asking for people's home addresses is really awkward. Because, you know, people stalk people. So, I mean, you I watch do that. stalk people. <laughs> 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 so, you let the software take care of it, right? You don't give me your address. Give it yeah. to Snack Nation yeah. or Marigold and Gray, whoever you're going to use. To yeah. I love, and that's so much, it's so much more personalized than like, here's an Amazon gift card. Like, come on, don't do that. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's more personal, thoughtful, right? It's a more thoughtful. Like, my, like you don't want a box of stuff that has like lead coverage on it. Like it's yeah. not like yeah. thanks, but no thanks. Right. Like yeah. I love well, HubSpot. We're, we're a HubSpot platinum partner, but they sent me a box of HubSpot stuff. And I was like, throw it away. Thanks. All like, done. Yeah, yeah well, and that's really a that, from the book Giftology. I mean, that's actually one of his first points is like is. never send something with your logo on it. If you're going to send something, send something with that company's logo on it. That's right. That or they're then going to yeah, that they're then going to use and remember that you sent it to them. You know, that's right. Um, which I I think that's a really really good a really good methodology. So all right, so we covered what's not working. What is working is phone calls, which yeah. is brilliant. Tell me where we're headed. I mean, like, like let's look out six months, a year, even five years. Like, what are you seeing that's coming next where we need to be focused? I'm so glad you asked. So <laughs> we believe two things. I think the in-person, and I say this with, uh, I say this with love and dignity because this is actually my dad, right? So the old school sales guy who's on the road 49 weeks out of the year, shaking hands, kissing babies going to the go to the golf, you know, the golf course. This is just not gonna come back. It's gonna not be a long, long time, time. Yep. Very before, long you know, John Smith, who's my actual dad, <laughs> can can get in front of the people again in person. Right. Yeah. Uh now he's retired, but this was his I mean, this was his shtick, right? Like old school, like traditional sales guy, put it on an index car, get on the road, show them your samples, like do what you, you know in person. I think this is dead. Yeah. And getting the old school sales guy to sell digitally is really hard. I wrote a blog yeah. post in like April that was the inside sales rep is the MVP of COVID. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have an inside sales team, if your if your team has always been, you know, John and Paul go to three trade shows a year and they bring back a couple million bucks in orders and we're good, this like 
if you haven't changed already, like this is the time because it's yeah. not coming back. Yeah. So I'm really excited about anything that touches the virtual call center environment. So we took these 25 sales reps from these other companies, put them back to work, and then we built a tech stack around it. Mm -hmm. So in addition to the actual physical phone calls, we put an humanated auto dialer on the front of it. It's not mine. I can't take credit for it. Uh, but we have a deal with this company called Connect and Sell. And it's usually really, really expensive because it's an actual, there's an actual human that helps with the connection. But what it does is it makes my reps almost 10x more efficient because they're only having conversations with connected dials, which yep. is great. Yep. And then we get all the math from Connect and Sell. And then on the back end, we've added a natural language processing tool, like a gong or a chorus, that's way cheaper. <laughs> and, and we can spit out for our clients either how the reps are doing, right, from like a pitch process or, you know, what are the objections that they're hearing, yep. and then also on their product. So mm. what are people saying about the product? Are they not interested? Is the value prop incorrect? Are we not seeing what we should be saying? Have they ever heard of you before, right? We sent them a series of emails. Did they ever even notice the emails? Are they seeing the work we're doing on LinkedIn? Are they seeing the, the advertising activities you know, that we're doing for ABM? So what's really cool is the tech stack around sort of the virtual call center. Mm -hmm. So I believe that the, the, the venture capital model, which I have actually been a part of more than once, of give to white boys, $10 million to start a sales team of 50 other 22 year old white guys to just bang the phones, which is sort of very traditional VC model. I just think that, that this is, it's, it's gone. But yeah. the, what the blue of that call center model is the culture. Yeah. And because we're all virtual and you physically can't sit in a call center anymore and talk to each other because you're, you know, talking at each other and the air particles and all the stuff. I just, I think it's going to have to change. And I'm yeah. super excited about being on the front edge of that. Um, talking to a lot of sort of folks that have these virtual call center ideas and are spinning up new ways to, to provide the call center and the outbound sort of experience without mm -hmm. having the companies to make it themselves in-house. Mm. Wow, man, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, that the, the, the old sales model just isn't going to work. And, and honestly, so many of our old models aren't going to work anymore. And, and maybe they come back in 10 years, but we got a lot to do in 10 years, you know, and, and maybe the they same don't. is for marketing, right? Like, yeah. you know, I've been watching a lot of what's happening on LinkedIn just started stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. I, I can't, I haven't decided what I want to think about this yet. Like, I don't do know. Do I that... really want to see these people in their underwear and stories? Like, how much am I really going to like listen to this? I'm not They're sure. Clearly, early adopters. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not that. I'm not in, as engaged on LinkedIn as I probably should be, and so I just don't know that I can get into stories there. It's like LinkedIn to me is like that place where you drop in once a week, check a few things. You're like, oh, I feel good. I'm good. You know, I, it, so I, just, I have the opposite experience with LinkedIn. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn every day, all day, and okay. I started posting like semi regularly, like mm -hmm. once a week, once or twice a week, I'll post. Um, and I had a, I had a potential customer say to me. I love your LinkedIn post. Mm. I actually had one go viral. Look at me. I have 30,000 views on one of my LinkedIn posts. What was the oh, LinkedIn post about? Maybe I should make this a story. Oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> you are a dude, so you have not experienced this. The sorority bump group during sorority recruitment. 
Okay, so stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. So you know on the Zoom call, okay, hold on. So you know on the Zoom call when like you and I are telling a story and like we're laughing and then someone jumps into the Zoom call and they're yeah. like, hey, hey guys, like but yeah. they don't know what you're laughing about and it's awkward, yep. right? right? And you're missing that like physical interaction of like you put a hand out to be like, come and join us. Yeah, right? Right. Like, there's a physical thing that you always do in person, yeah. which is impossible on Zoom. So you have to take the time to intentionally wrap that person into the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, oh, Sarah, Adam and I were just laughing because I really am a stalker. I call it fangirling, but it's really yeah. just stalking really cool women, right? right. So you have to take the time to do that. Yeah. In the sorority recruitment world, now I have an almost all-female team, so we did an in-person retreat, and we came up with it together. There's a thing called the bumper. And so what you do is there's a woman that comes in the house and she's picked up by a sorority sister. And she's like, oh my gosh, Sarah, nice to meet you. What do you do? And she's like, I love cats. And then you bump into Jessica and you're like, Jessica, this is Sarah. She loves cats. And Jessica goes, oh my gosh, I love cats. But the whole point is that it's this active listening and the regurgitation of the thing the person likes. And so we all, all of the women in my, in my company, except for one, our sorority girls. And we all knew how to do this. We were all trained in college how to actively listen and include someone in the conversation. It's wild. That's amazing. Like, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'm like, ladies, like this is a thing. So I posted it on LinkedIn, sort of this bump group idea. And it has gone about 30,000 people have seen it. Almost all women, which I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But men don't go through this like intentional recruitment thing. And then mm -hmm. what you don't know, because you're a dude, is when you go through sorority recruitment, you are judging this woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? So because you have to remember what she said. She said, I love cats. And then you have to go write it on the notepad that you love cats. Right? right. So we're all trained to do this as collegiate women. And I don't know when we forget it, but I just like basically reminded my whole team that they all know how to do this. And we are crushing the Zoom calls, crushing it. That is amazing. <laughs> you, so you yeah. just improved the quality of every listener's Zoom call from based on your experience as a sorority sister. I, I don't even know yeah, the term. totally right? sorority okay. girl. But what's so funny, Adam, is I have a I have a person on my team who's fresh out of college, right? 22, yeah. fresh out of college. I'm damn near 40 for a really long time, right? And we both immediately turned into 19 year old sorority girls. Like that. <laughs> you flipped the switch. <laughs> Literally the entire, I wish I could, I, I got like some of it on video, but I think we may like actually do a video about this at our next yeah. retreat because it's so powerful. Just the idea of like, Adam, so great to see you. Adam love hat, loves hats. Bob. Oh, Bob. Adam. Loves, oh, I love hats too. Like just yeah. finding that one nugget. Yeah. But it's this very common experience that like a lot of women have had mm. and uh, and everyone got it right away. Maybe that's uh, maybe may, does that mean that sorority uh, girls or whatever the term is, are, does that make you better salespeople too? I would think it probably would. Right. Like because there's I mean, this I would active so. listening because sales is about active listening and understanding. And if that's a if that's a skill you pick up in a sorority, that's pretty great. What's so wild about it is I went to an event last night in person. And I was sharing this story and the wife of this guy that I was talking to, her face like lit up and she was like, oh my God, you're so right. 
like she started like reliving her like sorority recruitment experience and she's like you're so you're so right like i just have to think about myself as if i'm like in sorority recruitment i was like yes so i like i feel like wow. everyone should know this and every man in the country should like we go like have some experiences going through a bump listen because... uh we cannot encourage any men to to do any stalking of any of anyone that's a terrible <laughs> idea don't go down that path kara that's a that's, that's a bad a terrible plan. idea You're that's right. a bad no idea idea. so <laughs> but we but, can and, learn but, from you kara we can learn it that's from true. you that's, that's what true. we can do and i went yeah. to like i posted this linkedin post and i went to find a video of bumper to like yeah help men and women who had not gone through this recruitment experience right and i couldn't find one anywhere like anywhere on youtube there was right. no like very clear so i think we're gonna have to make one wow i love that and it's you gonna be a should. bunch of like mid 40 year old women you should <laughs> yeah well that's what that makes it even better and you need to and you need to like produce that like professionally produce that i think That'd we should great. yeah it'll be so good so I good i feel like we oh have a mutual gosh. friend that can help me produce this video and I'm make it awesome i'm pretty sure we do yeah so uh, if not maybe even more than one so well listen kara this has been great uh any any final thought we talked about a lot uh any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap this up no i'm just i'm so excited for the opportunities that COVID has brought i think i think it's awful for so many people and i'm uh i have sympathy and empathy for anyone who's going through a really terrible spot right now but I think that there are so many cool opportunities that this is creating for some people. And my final thought, and I, this is something that came up actually just this week, is I think this is the best time for women. Can I tell you why? The two inch square is, uh, takes away the barrier of the physical interaction. So you and I know each other in person. I'm six feet tall and I always wear four inch heels and I'm, I'm a huge woman. Like I'm just a, massively as big as my personality right physically big and small men any man really but especially little guys are like really intimidated by this like gargantuan amazon woman with this big personality like there's so much bigness right and i can sort of put people off especially like introverts or like engineer types my husband included right and i think what's been so cool about the COVID experience is that the physical barrier of um, either judging women or like, what are you wearing? Or the awkward hug, like all these things. It's just gone, it's wiped out. And I want every woman in business to sort of own the idea that you have this power. We are automatically equal because we're all showing up in this two inch square. Mm -hmm. And it can be about what you bring to the table and about the skill set you have and less about what you're wearing and sort of how that whole physical interaction makes things a little awkward or judgy um either between women or between men and women and i just think mm. i think this is the woman's time to shine yeah no listen that's great and I, I i would totally agree with that i would however say i actually liked you mo more for for your for your your big personality like that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons that i keep coming back to have conversations so <laughs> i'm but, grateful <laughs> yeah but uh but no i think i think you're totally right uh, it levels the playing field in ways that that otherwise uh, would not be able to be done. And I, and I think that's, that's really fantastic. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Kara, this has been great. We're going to do this again for sure. I'm just going to call Let's it. Let's do it. And, uh, and thanks for your time today. So fun. Thanks so much.
Thanks for listening to Unleashing Potential, a podcast about unleashing all our potential in digital marketing and leadership brought to you by Blueprint Digital. Make sure to tune in next week for another great episode and maybe a little bit of fun.